Welcome to The Sunday Soother, a podcast, newsletter, and community about authentic living and compassionate personal development. I'm your host, Katherine Andrews, a life coach, online teacher, and writer focused on self-reflection, mindfulness, and how to create meaning in our everyday lives in practical ways. Join me weekly for conversations about personal growth, spirituality, self-discovery, and self-care, and how we can navigate this messy world with hope and humanity. Hi, everybody. It's Catherine, and welcome back to the Sunday Soother podcast. I'm coming at you from the Sunday Soother podcast recording studio, aka my bedroom closet. (laughs) So I hope you're having a great day. I am excited to share some uh, wonderful, easy spiritual ideas to begin a spiritual practice for you today. And before we dive into those very actionable steps, um, just know the reason I'm I'm recording this podcast is because Practical Spirituality is now open. It's a six-module course with several bonuses that goes over teaching you the basics of my spiritual practice, my spiritual tools and tactics, my spiritual belief system, and gives you sort of a spiritual starter kit for learning to develop your own spiritual practice. And for me, spirituality is simply about being connected to yourself, connected to your soul, and connected to the world around you. It's nothing to do with religion or a particular belief system or anything like that. It's kind of about finding delight and magic, sacredness, intention, and meaning in your life. And there are tools that I use to do that every day, and I wanted to share those tools with you. So if by taking practical spirituality, you'll, you'll learn things like tarot, my meditation and journaling tactics that connect me with my higher self, um, how to use the new moon for manifesting, goal setting, intention setting, uh, rituals for space clearing, how to connect more deeply with nature. You'll learn the basics of astrology to learn to read your birth chart for self-awareness and lots more. It's super fun. And it's only $197, which goes up to, that's early bird, and that goes up to $297 on February 16th. The really fun part is we're going to have three new live calls in this cohort. We're going to do a wonderful tarot circle all together live. We're going to do a feng shui 101. So I'm going to teach you all about the Bagua map, how to manifest using your home and uh, your home energy and some home magic, as well as a powerful new moon ritual. Um, I actually have like learned a new new moon manifesting ritual approach that I'm going to be teaching. So I'm really excited about that. Um, And yeah, so that note is in uh, the link to enrolls in the show note. You can also upgrade practical spirituality to do some one-on-one spiritual coaching with me. And if you do that one-on-one spiritual coaching, you'll get a uh, personalized uh, call all about your North Node astrology, which for me is what teaches you It's a huge chunk of teaching you your life purpose and what you're meant to embody and learn here on this earth in the course of your life. Um, So I'll help you understand your life purpose through your North Node, South Node astrology. I'll do a custom feng shui reading of your home and we'll work on some intentions together and I'll give you a checklist and a plan for how to do that through the power of your home, through the power of feng shui and home energy. And you also have the choice of doing a custom tarot reading uh, combined with a little bit of Reiki from me. So that can be really fun and lovely. So the upgrade links for that um, are on the same link as Practical Spirituality. And don't forget that this is also the last call to sign up for Home Magic for Self-Love, which is my workshop on Monday, February 13th. 
um, all about home magic for self-love. We're going to be going over the basics of home energy and feng shui and the two areas of your home that are critical for understanding and shifting if you want to improve your self-love and your self-worth. I'm also going to include a custom tarot spread in there a self-love ritual. You'll have a custom workbook that comes along with this. So that's also going to be really lovely. That's sliding scale, $33 to $66. And if you sign up for the Home Magic uh, workshop, you get a ten- you get a code for 10% off for practical spirituality, which is all of that's live now. So if you sign up for Home Magic now, you claim your you claim your seat in that workshop, you'll be emailed a discount code for practical spirituality for 10% off. And you can go use that on the current early bird, $197. So lots of good stuff. Okay. Oh, finally, there is a link to a waitlist for the Sunday Soother membership, which is going to launch in March. And by getting on that waitlist, you're going to be, um, you'll, you'll be able to have access to like a founding members deal. So you're going to be able to lock in an annual rate at much lower than what the price is actually going to be. So make sure you get on that wait list too. Okay, enough housekeeping. So let's talk about ideas to begin a spiritual practice. So again, for me, being a spiritual person is not about prescribing to a set of beliefs or organized religion or anything other than what feels good to me and what connects me to myself and the world around me. So a lot of my spiritual practices are about intuition, about self-discovery, about nature, about feeling connected to something larger than myself, to the world around me. Um, And so that said, a lot of these spiritual practices I'm going to, these ideas to begin a spiritual practice are really going to be ideas that are going to help you connect to your intuition um, and connect to yourself and, and create space in your schedule, which is really what I think is preventing us from having a more spiritual practice. We're overworked, we're super busy. It's hard to find the time to do these things. So these are going to be very easy, simple things that are going to help you tune into that part of you that is a spiritual person that wants some of these practices, that wants some of the space and time. Um, And they're easy. They probably take you a few minutes a day. And so there are seven suggestions I have here. You can do, you could do one a day for a week. (laughs) You could do one a week for seven weeks, right? You can take your time with this. This isn't meant to be like you do these practices and like, bam, you're a spiritual person. (laughs) It's more an unfolding. You know, that was really what my spiritual awakening was like. One day I was kind of journaling. You know, a year later I was doing tarot. Two years later, I was like discovering astrology. And then three years later, I was like, oh man, I'm super spiritual. (laughs) So it wasn't like a black and white overnight thing. It was definitely an unfolding. So think of these practices as little sparks that can help you create that own spiritual unfolding for yourself too. So the very first one that I'll give you is to simply draw one tarot card a day. Get yourself a tarot deck. The Rider Waite deck is a super basic deck and it is, you know, a great one to practice on and to learn on. And simply shuffle it each morning, each night, if you like, and draw one tarot card a day. Google it, see what the meanings are, the basic meanings, and then reflect on that. Is that something that's showing up in your life, something that's resonating with you, something that's teaching you a new perspective about something you've been struggling with? Um, Learning tarot is like learning a language. And so this is the equivalent of like spending five minutes a day on Duolingo. You're not going to learn tarot all at once, just like you wouldn't learn Mandarin all at once, you know, just by five minutes a day, but you can learn it a little bit over over time. And the, the really nice thing 
about this is that like whether or not you believe that tarot is kind of talking to you like what i believe about tarot is that it's one of it's the imagery in tarot is one of the ways that the universe is talking to us so you, the universe is talking through tarot to me and like i understand the symbology on tarot after having studied it and the universe is using it the best it can to try to convey particular wisdom and messages to me but you also don't have to believe that to like and use tarot and just simply take a card google it and be like oh this card means that I need to be gentle with my emotions. Huh, is that something that's true for me right now? Because it cultivates that space of self-reflection. Self-reflection is sacred, self-reflection is spiritual, and tarot can really do that for you. The second idea, walk without your phone for 30 minutes in nature once a week. (laughs) Leave the phone at home, go to a local park or a hiking trail, and just walk and listen. This is probably my favorite spiritual practice. I am in nature almost every day for at least an hour walking. You know, sometimes I'm listening to podcasts, it's true. Um, And I do usually carry my phone on me for just practicality reasons. But if you can do it without your phone, you're tuning in in this practice. So much of being spiritual and connected is simply about this tuning in, about moving aside the noise, um, the clutter, the busyness, and just being And so if you can, and if it can't be 30 minutes, have it be 10 minutes, have it be five minutes, sit for your backyard for for five minutes, just in your backyard without your phone and just pay attention to the nature around you. That is, is a very spiritual practice for me. Idea three, research your ancestors' spiritual and religious beliefs. So, you know, we live in a, I mean, let's be real, America is pretty much a religious country, even though I know we do have a lot of separation between church and straight, but this is still largely like a Christian country. Um, but even though we're a relatively secular country, you know, caveats all along there, <laughs> and, you know, many people are secular, non-spiritual today, um, we're not so far removed from generations where most of our ancestors were pretty spiritual or religious or followed those beliefs. And this can be really cool to research your ancestors' spiritual and religious beliefs. So say that your great-grandfather was from a particular region of Germany. What were they believing in that time? Um, maybe they're from Norway or a western part of Africa. Um, you know, my mom's grandfather uh, was from China, from south of Hong Kong. Um and my my great grandparents on my grandfather's side were from Belgium. So so what were the religions going on in that time? What were the spiritual beliefs? Just researching those can kind of like help you remember you're a link in a chain and it can give you insight into kind of the things that might be interesting for you to practice and read more about. You know, connecting more with my um with the Chinese ancestry on my grandmother's side has been really powerful for me, especially as I do a ton of energy work and get more into feng shui um, and, and Reiki, you know, both both Eastern and Asian practices. So that has really helped direct me in my spiritual beliefs. So research your ancestors' spiritual and religious beliefs. The fourth idea, ask for a sign. <laughs> so the universe is always going to wait for you to start a conversation with it. The universe is never going to be like, Bam, 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 bam. I'm here, bitches. Like, you got to talk to me. <laughs> it's like, it's a gentle force. Um, I mean, sometimes it's sending signs and it's like, this person needs to like quit this toxic job, but we're not paying attention. But it's, it's also waiting for your permission to start that conversation. And so you can just today be like, hey, I would like a sign universe. If like there's something here and I'm, you want me to deepen my spiritual practice, 
or you just want to talk to me, send me a sign. And you can either just be open to what the sign is, or you can choose a specific thing. Um, Many of you know that my sign is a turtle. And if you haven't heard the story before, I'll tell it really quickly. Uh, Really before I had a, a bigger spiritual awakening, I I had just started working for myself. So this is about three years ago. And I wanted to make a big investment in my business, but I was really nervous. It was $10,000. It was, you know, working with a particular mentor and coach. And I was like, I wish I, I don't know, I wish I had a sign for this. And I was walking along going to meet a friend for drinks. And I was like, the, the first thing that popped into my head was a turtle. And I was like, okay, if I meant to sign up with this coach, give me the sign of a turtle. And then, like, I promptly literally forgot about it. I went and had a couple of cocktails with a girlfriend. I was walking back home, and I was looking at the Kindle uh, library from from my local library, like, scanning the website to see what was available for Kindle reading. And two books in a row popped up that had the word turtle in it. (laughs) And I was like, my jaw dropped. And I was like, done. Sign. Turtle is my sign. You know, and if you've listened to my witch manifestation thing, you know, the blue heron is a sign. So you can ask for a specific sign. Um, and if you're thinking about practical spirituality, I, I ask you, you could ask for the sign of a turtle if you're meant to take it. Right. Um, but you can ask for anything. You can ask for a feather. You can ask for a penny or you can just be open to what the sign is and interpret it as you like. I've had people see everything from uh, a dime that they picked up that had the the birthday of their grandmother on it <laughs> to a beautiful crow's feather to all sorts of things. It, it really, for me, most of my signs tend to be nature-based, um, but it, sometimes it's a number. My little sister has a sign of 1023, which is a repeating number she used to see all the time. And it was the number that her wedding date was supposed to be on before it got postponed due to COVID. But she still sees it a lot and she still uses it as her sign. So it could also be a number. So ask for a sign. Okay, so that is number four. Um, number five is do my 30 days of intuition practice. So if you scroll back on my Instagram to spring of 2021, I did a 30 days of intuition challenge and I cultivated a prompt and a video every day instructing you with 30 ways to cultivate your intuition. And I think it was a pretty good challenge if I do say so myself. It's completely free. It's also included in practical spirituality with like links and to the specific prompts in order. So it's a little bit easier to go through that way. But it's super fun. Um, and it's it's a lot along these lines. So if you're looking for more prompts, that's a great way to do it. So say, you know, we're in February now, but maybe you want to dedicate March to being your month of intuition. You could do each prompt. Each prompt will take you no longer than like 15 or 20 minutes. If that, it's daily for 30 days. And it's super fun. So scroll back on my, uh, my Instagram at Katherine Andrews and scroll back a couple of years to find the 30 days of intuition challenge. Idea number six build a nature altar. So go on a little hike and set the intention to find a few beautiful little nature items that represent the season. You know, it's winter right now where I am. And so there's maybe not much, but maybe you find a pine cone and an acorn and a pretty rock. Bring it inside your home and choose a place, a shelf, a window shelf, um, a bookshelf uh, on your nightstand, where you build a little bit of a nature altar, and it's just an altar to the season. Nature is a huge spiritual practice for me, and I'm assuming for many of you too. Um, it, it's just, to me, it's the most direct way I connect with the universe, and, and it, it is, feels deeply spiritual to be in nature with me and be reminded of the beauty and the sacredness of this entire world, and that I'm of it too. So building a nature altar, you can do this seasonally, you could do it monthly, you could do it just once. 
Um, finding these few items and bringing them inside your home is a way to connect with the seasonality around you and the beautiful items of nature as well. Finally, uh, the last idea to begin a spiritual practice is do a candle hour with music. So I'll never forget reading this article in the New York Times a while ago. They used to have this series called like, I think it was called like, May I Recommend or something like that. And it was just these fun essays about things that people liked. <laughs> and this one person wrote about what they called candle hour. So they would come home and maybe they would have dinner or do some tidying or whatever. But there was a point in which they'd hit the evening when the lights were getting low, it was like the sun had set, and they turned off all the electric lights in their home and they lit a bunch of candles. And they just did that for an hour. And there was no electricity, so they weren't watching TV or on their computer, but maybe they were reading a book or just sitting. I really think you can combine candle hour with music, a music that moves you. And by engaging your senses, this can be a deeply spiritual practice because you're engaging in... Uh, removing modern things, you know, electricity, obviously, like, we're a fan of electricity over here, we're using electricity right now. <laughs> but there's something a little bit more primal about connecting to your soul when you turn off all the electricity and use just um, candles to light your way. And then when you bring music into the equation, obviously, music would probably also use electricity. So like playing on your phone or whatever is fine. But you're engaging your senses. And to me, that's a very deeply spiritual practice. I also find creativity and appreciating um, art uh, music, beauty, a spiritual practice too. So combining candle hour with uh, music that you love. So lighting a bunch of candles in your home, turning off all of the electric lights and playing an album and just sitting down and listening to it, closing your eyes. I used to do this all the time when I was a teen and I never do it anymore. To me, that would be a, a beautiful spiritual practice because you're engaging in an act of devotion, right? Devotion to the candlelight, devotion to the music. And to me, spirituality is really about these small moments of sacred devotion, um, where we just notice what is like the perfect little gorgeous nugget in a day. And and that's that's sacred. You know, that's a spiritual practice to me. So I hope these are fun ideas for you. They're certainly not exhaustive. <laughs> they're just ones that I brainstorm and ones that I tend to do on a regular basis. And they're ones that can help you tap into that sense of spirituality, that tense, that, that, that sense of, of intention, of sacredness, of meaning, of ritual. So again, I'll just repeat them real quick. Uh, first idea, draw one tarot card a day. Idea number two, walk without your phone for 10 to 30 minutes in nature. Idea number three, Research your ancestors' spiritual and religious beliefs. Idea number four, ask for a sign. Idea number five, go to my Instagram and find the 30 days of intuition practice. Idea number six, build a nature altar. Idea number seven, uh, do a candle hour with music. And so that's what I've got for you today. If you like this kind of content, you're going to love practical spirituality. This is where I get, I, I meld the world of spirituality with very tangible items. Um, Somebody who took practical spirituality told me I taught it like I was Mary Poppins, and I'll never forget it, that I taught magic and spirituality like Mary Poppins. Like, I made it fun and delightful and accessible, also grounded, tangible, practical, right? Like, a lot of spirituality can be, like, a very, like, woo, like, you know, vague kind of sense of whatever it is. And for me, I'm like, here's a checklist for your spirituality. <laughs> Seven steps to spirituality, right? Like, and not to take the magic out of it, but to ground it and give you a starting point, right? Because it can be very overwhelming. Like if you're a spiritually curious person, it's like, oh my God, where do I even start? Like, and spiritual, practical spirituality is kind of that starter kit for the, for the spiritually curious person. So I'd love to see you in there. 
You get an online uh, community as well, lifetime access to the Sunday Soother Slack by joining up for Practical Spirituality, and that's a nice little bonus too. So if you have any questions about Practical Spirituality or anything else that I talked about today, DM me on Instagram at Catherine Andrews or email me Catherine at CatherineDAndrews.com and have the most beautiful spiritual week ahead. That's it for this week's Sunday Soother. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you have a moment, go on over to iTunes and leave me a five-star review. That's how other people find this podcast and the message of hope and compassionate personal growth I'm hoping to spread to many more people just like you. You can find me on Instagram at Katherine Andrews and find out more about The Sunday Soother at thesundaysoother.com. You can also check out my services, courses, and coaching at katherinedandrews.com. Have a great day ahead.